am a golden god! I am a golden god! Hey, Russell, don't jump. And you can tell Rolling Stone magazine that my last words were... I'm on drugs. Yeah! Yeah! Russell, I think we should work on those last words. Okay. Oh, I got it. 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 This is better. Last words. I dig music. I'm on drugs! Look, just come on down and we'll go back to the hotel. Okay. Jump! Jump! They should have just done that a few months ago. Everyone would have been happier. Problem solved. I clicked record, you guys. Oh. Welcome to episode 69 of Tell Me Where to Turn. You've been making a lot of those references. I haven't seen a single PowerPoint presentation to explain what you keep joking about. Explain the Pelican package to you guys? <laughs> oh my. Goodness. I don't know. This is gonna be a this is gonna be a fun episode tonight because we are gonna have Point Break Dave, Tommy 2.0, and 15% of Glenn 311 because the school where he spent five years of his life attending class, going out on dates, frat parties, tailgating, petting, all, petting Bevo, all yeah. things I've never done before once in. in <laughs> Any location. Well, they're playing in the Academy Sports Plus Outdoors Texas Bowl. Oh, dear. This is not good. This is what always happens. I haven't seen any part of this game. It's 14 nothing. The instant I start watching, they start getting their asses handed to them. Okay. From play one. So are we going to be able to do this tonight? Or are we just going to... Should we just turn the recording off and just decide we're just going to have us an uh, impromptu Texas Bowl party here? I think we'll be okay. Which, which one am I? Who am I tonight? This time, am I still Glenn, or am I a different person? What do you mean? I'm not Tommy different? this week. Did I call you Tommy? No. <laughs> That's how much I'm paying attention. Is I forgot <laughs> my own name. Well, in fairness, this is one of the more prestigious bowl games here, right, Glenn? You can't spell <laughs> college football playoff without six and six. Where I come from. Oh, so indeed. So when we last were together, you were headed out of town. You were headed south out of town. You think anybody who's listening would want to know what, sh what show they're listening to? No. Oh, okay. Maybe who is part of that show? Yeah. Who is, who is speaking currently? I thought in lieu of introducing ourselves, we would just do five minutes on the Texas Bowl. <laughs> 
This is where the audio goes out. <laughs> You're listening to Tell Me Where to Turn. As mentioned earlier, proud to be in our 69th episode. I am Tommy2 underscore zero on Twitter. You can find me at Glenn3 underscore 11. And I am Point Break underscore Dave on Twitter. And the show can be found at Where to Turn Pod. And you can email us at where to turn pod at gmail.com. And we love emails. In fact, I think if I'm looking at this run sheet correctly, we have an email later in the show. Uh, we have at least one. At least one. Ones of emails. Tommy always references the run sheet. And for the first time ever, we actually have one. I really don't know what to make of this whole situation here. So we've got a mixer. We've got professional microphones. I'm sitting here keeping an eye on the levels. And we have a run sheet printed on paper with today's date on it. And we're all together in person. And for the first time ever, we're all listening to ourselves in headphones while doing the show. What a world. It's like a real production. So you were saying uh, last week I was going on a little trip out of town. So how was how was Mexico? Not only went out of town, I exited the country. So did you clear customs? Did you clear, clear the wall? We climbed the wall. Um, did you have to raise a flag? <laughs> no. A flag, <laughs> at any point during this trip? A flag was never raised. So we flew into Cancun, Mexico, as I like to call it. Yeah, and I believe that when you arrived in Cancun, we were looking for teal shirts and white pants. Is that correct? That's correct. All right. I, I listened to the last episode. Teal shirts and white pants. So and how hard was that to find, by the way? Actually, the unfortunate part about our arrival was there was like five other Southwest flights that all landed near the same time. I don't know if they're all Southwest. Just say five other flights. The, the line to get through customs and immigration was... The other times I've been to Mexico, that's been like a 20-minute ordeal, maybe 30. I've heard immigration's a problem. Well, it's like somebody once said, they don't come to this country to be your friends. It took like an hour and a half to get through customs and immigration. Yeah. So by All your battery-operated devices got through fine? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then we get there and we get out to the, uh, where the shuttles are. Um, we're looking for guys in teal shirts and white pants. There are so many people standing out there holding up a different, you know, travel company they're with or holding up somebody's last name. It is, it is astounding. We like stand through, I mean, stand through, we walk through this, this crowd that's looking to pick up people to get to this other part where there are all these buses and stuff lined up. And I don't know how far it is. Let's say it's a football field length. And we walk, I pick, of course, the wrong one. <laughs> and we walk all the way down it and we don't see the travel company we're supposed to use. Now, keep in mind, it's about from the airport, it's like an hour, hour and 15 minutes south where we're actually staying at. Okay. And it's already between about 9.30 and 10 o'clock at night, Mexico time, when we arrive and get through customs and immigration. So when you go to Cancun, you're still an hour plus away? Well, it depends. We didn't really stay. We were in the Riviera Maya. I don't know if that's technically in Cancun. I don't know the maps very well. <laughs> okay. You fly into Cancun. What? 
What time did your flight leave Dallas? Three o'clock. But you lose an hour. East Coast time. How long of a flight is it? Two, I think two hours and change, I think. Okay. Well, it takes like at least 30 minutes to fly up high enough to get over the wall. Well, yeah, you build it 10 feet higher every <laughs> time somebody somebody who's illegal says something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had to fly to the moon and then jet propel around it like they did in Armageddon. It's basically the flight plan. So to get back to teal shirts and white pants, finally we walk across and go to this other row and I, f- I i was i wasn't in a panic but i was a little concerned were you starting to consider alternate options were you looking around looking for honest looking guys no first i was just considering should i start to become annoyed and angry which i didn't yet but i was almost there then what? i found a guy in a teal shirt and he was the guy but he had on blue pants <laughs> no and then guess what to my surprise now i didn't we talked we went back in time a generation and used a travel agent that's right and we gave, you know, a budget, which what I sent was I screenshotted a blank check and I signed it. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, here's our budget for the trip. So there were some small details that I wasn't completely familiar with. Where we were staying, what time we left, that type of thing. So we get there, right travel company, we give them our name and all, the, all our information. We didn't have a shuttle or a bus. We had a private SUV. Ooh. With a driver and just the two of us for our nice hour-long son of a bastard. <laughs> um, hour-long drive down Highway Cerveza to the what was it? What was it? The El Dorado Seaside Suites, which is where we stayed. All right, immaculate place. I loved it. So, was the guy in the white shirt in the teal pants, or the teal shirt in the white pants? Was he there by himself, or was he amidst a bunch of other white pant teal was, shirt guys? It was probably three to four of those guys that I saw. So was there a less exclusive way to get to your resort? Or if you stay there, do you get the private car, period? Did the I guy he, have a sign that's holding up that said Glenn 311 no, standing by the car? No, he did not have a sign that just said 3 underscore 11. Did he no, listen he to the not. podcast? No, I asked Did him. Did you if he, send him a link? If he listened to podcasts, and no, I don't. I was negatory how response. Was, how was English working out for him? Oh, it was fine. Okay. Yeah. The, not all the um, the driver we had down there spoke a little English. There wasn't a whole lot of conversation. He spoke enough for us to be able to get in the car and him to let us know, kind of, here we go. Like we'll I'm be not there going in an hour. You. <laughs> <laughs> he did not say that. <laughs> It's interesting, you drive on the highway there, um, they have, speeding is not really a problem, it doesn't appear, at least in that area, like there's not a lot of aggressive driving, there are a lot of signs that are deterring going over the speed limit, they want you to drive safely, uh, some of that might be a tourist thing because they don't want people renting cars and feel like they're in some kind of war zone, feel like they're that's in, probably poorly phrased. Feel like they're Daniel Suarez. Potentially. Or Daniel Suarez. But they they also have about every, eh, I'd say every 20, 30 minutes or so, there are like police checkpoints where you slow down. Say you're going 60 miles an hour, and then you slow down to go through this checkpoint. They don't stop and like check everybody's car or anything. Okay. Like they, they're not looking in. They don't ask for ID, but they're definitely just checking out kind of 
They got speed bumps built in, so you've got to slow down. Like that would be a point where if you felt like your driver wasn't taking you where you wanted to go, you could perhaps raise your hand and say, perhaps. Officer, um, I feel like I may be getting held up for money here. Or perhaps if you rolled through in like a, a black suburban where the windows were tinted. And and when you like hit the speed bump, just cocaine started falling <laughs> out of every orifice. <laughs> cocaine just fired out of the tailpipe. <laughs> Yes, that would be the place that they might just search your car. Just a cloud of cocaine behind the car, just <laughs> kicking up in the dust. Unless, I assume, you had the proper amount for the bribe, <laughs> and then they would just So, that makes me through. a little... Cause I, as I told you on the last show, I'm already nervous about... I'll probably never go to Mexico again. I'm pretty there nervous about it. There was nothing that I saw but that the, was remotely unsafe. The thing that we made at. me feel less nervous is you said, hey, the resort's right there. You get it, You get in the airport, you're at the resort, but now you're telling me we had an hour and 15-minute drive with police yeah. checkpoints. That's not helping me but feel just, at ease about this. That's just where we stayed. I mean, you could stay in like Cancun proper and be 10 minutes from the airport. And I think, is it Playa del Carmen? I think is maybe 30, 40 minutes. So the, the city you flew into was Cancun? Yeah. Okay. But the city you stayed in was... I don't know. It was... Me- Medellin? Resort, Mexico? No. That in Colombia. Can we talk infinity pools? Yes. Man, this was... That's I, what intrigued me most about this whole deal. I'm kind of, you know, maybe overstating it a little bit. It was just something that I've never really seen. So we get there, and we check in and everything, and the building we're in, it's six floors, and we're on the, we're on the sixth floor. So we get there, it's late at night. I mean, there's not anything to do at the resort at this particular... <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> there are no resort-sponsored events. It's late at night, you're at a resort with an infinity pool, and there's nothing you can think of to do? Um, the only thing like the resort offered was like the bar in that building was still open, but eh, we're just like, we're not going to... That's not a night one type thing. The oh, first no. thing I did was walk through the room... Uh, the a guy brought our bags up. I forgot to research before we went because it was all inclusive, but I forgot to research whether because at some places gratuity is like factored in, and they tell you that you, they're not going to tell you absolutely don't tip the staff, but they're telling you you've already paid for that, right? So you don't need to worry about it. I Did you really, tip the driver? Yes. Okay. The driver got tipped. How there many pesos? Back. I don't know. Um, I think the ratio is 18 to 1. I gave him a 20. A $20 bill? Yeah. American? Are there any other dollars? <laughs> There's Australian dollars, Canadian dollars. Yeah, but Australians, they're upside down. <laughs> we covered that last week, too. And Canadian, I don't think we even want to go down that road. Did yeah, you, we don't want to cross the wall up north, is what I'm saying. Did right. you convert like currency, or did you just... No, no, no. I just went straight You're American like, cash. I'm American. Yeah, this would, is all you need. You adjust to me, not the other way around. And if I if we you know, if we'd have stopped at a circle K, they wouldn't I don't think they would have accepted my ten dollar bill to get a whatever crush, an orange crush. But um so where was I? Infinity pool. So that's the first thing. Drop the bags, tip the guy that brought the bags up. That's the first thing I do is open that sliding door to the balcony and look out on this infinity pool, which is, it was, the idea is cool anyway, but the fact that we're six stories up and you walk in, you have a balcony, you've got like a chair and another whatever thing you can kind of lay on and then you just kind of have this sliding door and you just step, you just step right in. 
that's pretty cool. So did it ever cross your mind that this infinity pool with the enormous amount of weight that all that water carries was built in Mexico? <laughs> I figure I'm only there for six days, so what are the odds? <laughs> I just kind of wonder what the building codes and stuff like. We were talking about bribes and cocaine. And <laughs> <clears throat> did you think about woo when you were out there? Just hanging off the edge? Thinking about if you could fall and land on a terrace. I was, yeah, all I thought of was were terraces the whole time. But they actually. You didn't want to let the terraces win. <laughs> no. Um, one other thing that I thought about was man, they had this pool and people, you know, I'm sure people during the prime season, you know, in the summer there, there's tons of people out there and they're drinking. Even though they have signs posted, you're not supposed to drink or anything in these, but there's nobody. You're not supposed to drink in the pool? Not in that one. It What's has a, the point of having it if you can't drink in it? Uh, hey, but they don't really police it. I think they just well, it's Mexico. say Mexico. They don't have... The police are corrupt. They're all at the <laughs> checkpoints. <laughs> but they did have... Because uh, I thought people were drunk and everything, and they might stand up on the railing, and I'm like, what's to keep someone from just falling back? But they have... It's built on beyond the balcony where if you fell over the edge, unless you just v- l- leaped over it, you would land on this other kind of. You just thing laid in a pool that was right <laughs> below your pool. There's a much smaller pool <laughs> next to the infinity pool, and the I think the most uh, luxury setup you can have is on the first floor. So you have a balcony, and you have your own kind of small pool area that that starts right at your balcony, and then you like swim out into the directly into the main pool. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So you either want to be on the first floor or the sixth floor. So we were on the sixth, and it was awesome. And the weather was perfect. So what's wrong with two, three, four, and five? Um, they're not one and six. They don't have infinity pools? Yeah, they all do. Oh, okay. Can I ask a couple of infinity pool questions? I'm not an expert, okay? How much, what percentage of your time at the resort was spent in the infinity pool? I mean, it's hard to place a percentage, but some point in time... Every morning, and you needed to, after about 2 or 3 o'clock, it was a little dicey because the sun was on the other side of the building. Mm -hmm. So this time of year, you know, say the temperature was 80, 82 degrees. If you're in the sun, it feels amazing, especially if you're in the water. You're not in the sun, and you're in total shade, and there's a little breeze going. It's a little nippy. So, but yeah, every morning... Some some time was spent there, if not in the afternoon. My other question... And I was drinking, so I broke all the rules. <laughs> At any point in the trip, did somebody that wasn't staying in your room end up in your infinity pool? Well, it's all connected. Like, there's no divider. So it just wraps around the front of the building. Oh, So you can... But... But like, so you could swim to somebody else's room. Yes, but the like the sliding doors. Now, if they have their sliding door open, and they're in there watching TV, an activity that would result in a child or not in a child, whatever that may be, watching TV, you know, <laughs> right, or cleaning, cleaning their gun. There's pretty much only two things they could be doing in there. It's either watching TV or that. So if their doors open, you can see in. That's that's just that's just physics. Okay, that's science. Yeah, but the doors are made where they're reflective or whatever so if you go by someone else's room you like try to peek in you're just looking at yourself so anyway because we explored that because we were like that's just kind of weird like how is this set but the the hotel was probably like 
because it's it was like the end of their down season. It picks up apparently right when Christmas gets here. Mm-hmm. Um, so the hotel I would estimate was forty percent full, which our whole mission was just to relax and do as little as possible, and you know maybe interact somewhat with other human beings, but but not keep really that to a minimum. So if you needed somewhere, if you needed a beach chair, if you needed a spot at the pool, you didn't have to worry about reservations at the various restaurants. You just walked in. So what was the restaurant situation like? Uh, they had like four or five of them on the resort. So Papi is complimentary everywhere? <laughs> no. There was... Hold on. I'm going to <laughs> I'm gonna get to something that surrounds that. So there was an Italian restaurant. There was... Like Cancun's an, known for its Italian. There food. was an Asian, basically like an Asian like sushi Whoa. restaurant. <laughs> Uh, there was one that was just, it was gourmet something. Um, and then they had two or three basically like burgers and grill type places. A couple on the beach and one of them that was just within one of the buildings. There was one Mexican restaurant, surprisingly, in Mexico. Here's the catch. Wouldn't they all be technically Mexican restaurants if we're going to be really honest here? Here's the catch. (laughs) To get to the Mexican restaurant, we would have to buy a day pass to a separate resort. And would, do you, know, you want to know why? Okay. So there were three resorts on this property. The one we're staying in is here, and I'm motioning to the, to the left of said chair, okay? Okay. Right. A partner or sister resort, if you will, is on the right. So we had the run of all the amenities of these two, okay? Um, the one in the middle, which was built a long time ago, and they're going to tear it down and then move it somewhere else, is a place called Hidden Beach Resort. It's a little unique. And as you walk down the beach from where we were staying, you would notice that there's like a pier or a dock that has like a, like a net or a curtain so you can't clearly see in beyond it. Because Uh-oh. the resort in the middle is a nudist resort. <laughs> <laughs> and they have the only Mexican restaurant? And they have the only Mexican restaurant. And we were interested in going. We so was f- it a downtime for them too? We, fi- we didn't explore too much at <laughs> Hidden Beach. Now, there was one time. But you were like, look, hon, I just want to go for the food. That's all. <laughs> I, I have no interest in this being a uh, nudist beach. I don't really. I just think, really need a muchaco. I don't think we would have wanted to visit. The only uh, first off, uh, one of the some of the signage within the hotel that we were at for that hidden beach resort had like it was tasteful as things were you know strategically placed to cover up the naughty parts. All right. These were not models in these. It was more true to life. There was a lot of, like, instead of them relaxing, they should have all been on treadmills and, like, low-carb <laughs> diets. And then the only time we, we used the infinity pool to go, like, to the edge of our building for the purpose of kind of looking down at Hidden Beach to see what's going on, the only thing we saw was, like, eight dudes playing water volleyball. And I was, I was like, ah, I think I'm... Hold on, tackle out? Well, I mean, they're in the water, so I don't know. But you would assume... Oh, I would assume so, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, that's, just, that's just their freedom. appropriate amount of chlorine in that pool. My goodness. Yeah, and one other infinity pool note. They did, again, it's not really policed, but technically they close it from like 7 at night till 7 in the morning because they, they treat the water every day and they don't want you in it at night. And I guarantee you that's why they're treating it because bad things probably happen in there. Well, I was going to ask you, but then... I just imagined it in my mind as having a divider. So now I'm worried that like you could be just enjoying your part of the infinity pool and who knows what kind of infinity is forever. <laughs> so wow. I just wanted to talk quickly cause I'm not going to, you know, if you ask what we did, there was a lot of laying on the beach. There was a lot of beach volleyball and there was a lot of me eating food. So when you say beach volleyball, are you talking about just, one-on-one beach volleyball? Oh, no, no, no. We had some four-on-four and some two-on-two. So you make some friends? Oh, yeah. We made some volleyball friends. Did you get anybody's uh, phone number? No. So nobody you're going to be uh, staying in touch with? Uh, there was one one guy that gave me his email, but he is more with like the one of the travel companies that like works with the resort. I think is more of a business thing than anything else. He saw you and knew that you were... A friend in business? Oh, he was trying to talk me into buying some kind of membership to their, you know, all their resort To the middle partners resort. And <laughs> yeah, it was all the dong resort in the middle. <laughs> so back to the diet. And this is why Hold I... Hold on, real quick. Go ahead. I'm guessing that you and Mrs. Glenn undefeated in beach volleyball, just judging by the athletic prowess of oh. the two of you. Um... There was three days. If we're talking the two on two stuff, day one, yes. Day two, we took a we took an L. In oh a best no. of three, we took an L. Day oh one, no. we took the victory. Was it against Zeke? It was not against. <laughs> it was not against Zeke. It was against uh, a guy from Canada and a guy from Austin. Okay, but it was a. It wasn't even a mixed gender game. No. So it took it took two dudes to beat you guys. Obviously, yeah. They're probably gonna raise. Raise the raise a banner up to the rafter. It's gonna be of my picture of me holding a mojito. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say raise a flag. <laughs> well, I suppose. Then all they do when you do that is they just bring you more sopapillas. It's their it's their culture culture. So my diet. Yes, had, there was the luxury restaurants at night. And did whatever. you remember to take your cholesterol medicine every day? <laughs> I did. Oh hey, whoa! <laughs> we have a development. We have a turnover. We're in the red zone. Oh my god! <laughs> woo! <laughs> Please, please say flag on the play, please, please. Man, oh, look at that! Look at those white. And there unis. ain't no flag. That is a thing of beauty right there. It's twenty to seven. All is well. All right, so look at that guy. He's not <laughs> successful at all. Um, the diet. Yes. Every single day, and I want Point Break Dave to know this. Every single day I was there for lunch, I had a hamburger. <laughs> oh man! And they you know, had. I thought I thought the infinity pool was the height of living. Man. That's the height of living. <laughs> they had a selection. They had a chicken burger, but I never tried it. Ooh, I never tried it. Well played. <laughs> but they had you know three or four different takes on your standard you know burger, but the best one was a. It was it was on their menu, and I mean no offense. It was titled the Mexican Burger. 
little pepper jack on that bad boy? It was a pork burger with queso. No, Ooh. with a with a pineapple ring on it, with an onion ring with diced jalapenos Ooh. in it. I'm in. And like some kind of like chipotle mayo. I'm in. Oh man, ranch on the side. It was there was no ranch. Sorry, <laughs> Dave just left. Yeah. <laughs> I, He's calling his travel agent to cancel <laughs> the reservation. If I got to flip out some more 20s to get three of those here right now, I would not hesitate to do it. It was that, that good. That sounds pretty good. It does sound good. I had it on two separate occasions because I bypassed the chicken burger and went pork twice, but hamburger every single day that I was there. That's living. That's a vacation. That is. Well played. It was great. So while you were off and uh, eating pork burgers... The Christmas season had descended upon North Texas. It did. And uh, I understand that Dave made a real big mistake. Well, before before we get to that, I have Christmas gifts for the two of you. Well, I was wondering what that bag was over there. First, well, actually, yeah, we'll start with Glenn first because his, his present's more legitimate. Is it a pork burger? I wish. All right, is this a comment? Oh, this All right, he's opening the box. Uh oh, we have something that appears to be 100% cotton. <laughs> we have a shirt. Please be an NO Explode shirt. <laughs> it's gray. Glenn is opening the shirt. <laughs> it's an Anderson Sports <laughs> Management shirt. As thank you, a big uh, believer in the show Ballers. Yes, I figured Glenn would enjoy. Wow, supporting maybe the greatest sports management company in all the world. Is that huh? where The Rock works? It yeah. is. It I is. Never watched Ballers. They're debating whether they wanted to sell it or not. I can't remember the end of the season. Maybe that's yeah. why the T-shirt was so cheap. No, the end <laughs> of the season. Uh, Things didn't quite work out with moving a team to Las Vegas. So, so he they, wants to keep them in Oakland now, which is totally realistic. They came back, and they are sticking with ASM. Nice. This is... Uh, thank you. So you get the sleeves You're cut welcome. off of that, and it'll be perfect. Well, I've, that's pretty much implied. <laughs> and now, <clears throat> for our good friend Tommy, there are two things that most probably listeners of the show know that Tommy spends a lot of time enjoying. Haircuts yes. and golf. <laughs> and this one, I think, combines both of those passions. Oh, right. oh yes. Wait a minute. <laughs> what kind of picture is this? Oh, yes. Okay, so what I am holding in my hand here is potty golf. And the picture on the box is of a guy sitting on a toilet. <laughs> Holding a putter. So this says, practice your putting while in the restroom. Great for the office. This is not great for the office. This is terrible. You don't have a, a private bathroom. So this includes uh, a 28 by 34 inch green carpet, plastic cup and flag, a putter, two practice golf balls, and a door hanger that says, do not disturb game. And so you can go in the bathroom. Hang this sign on the door. Do not disturb game in progress. And then practice putting while taking a dump. Yeah. The only problem or, with this... Or if you sit down to pee. The only problem with this gift is that usually when I'm sitting on the toilet, both hands are gripping the bottom of the seat. 
So I'll have to figure out a way. We have to get like a belly putter. Do you think they sell <laughs> that as like, a, uh, <laughs> like an addition? What I'd like to do is get like some, take some live footage of you using this and putting putting the do not disturb game in progress on like the door handle at like a racetrack or something. <laughs> a quick trip. Uh oh. Oh, that's just a first down. That's, <laughs> that's not going to do taking it. Guys. it on the, taking it on the road. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I'd love to use this in the bathroom at work. Just maybe like set the hole up in another stall and then have like some <laughs> other unsuspecting guy come and sit there and then just the ball just kind of rolls. You're like, hey, is that close enough for me to pick it up or do I need to come tap it in? Tell him to pull the flag if yeah, <laughs> it's going in. It's he close, in, just pull the flag. Walk in the stall and he sees a flag set up and he's like, ah, that seems pretty normal. <laughs> well, thank you, Point Break Dave. <clears throat> you are welcome. That is excellent. So uh, I was unfortunately absent the uh, day you were talking about. Actually, I think it started by asking if you were a Thanksgiving person or a Christmas person. Which surprisingly, Glenn, I believe you said you were full Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, definitely. Wow. See, I prefer to celebrate the birth of our Savior over the wronging the indigenous people of this country. But I mean, can't have a casino everywhere, guys. <laughs> Fair enough. I. You think they would have invented the NFL? <laughs> Who's they? Maybe the Washington team. Kansas City team. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, no, so I'm, I'm firmly in the, uh, Christmas camp. And one thing I always like to do, oh oh, no, so many turnovers, so much success going on, everything coming up aces for UT right now. One thing I always like to do, even though I'm pretty much exclusively mail ordering all gifts through Amazon. Is that M-A-I-L or (laughs) M-A-L-E? But every every, uh, December, at least once, I feel the need to go and actually go to a mall and experience the actual Christmas. Not that I'm necessarily going to buy a whole bunch of stuff, usually just one or two things so I don't get too beat down, maybe like an hour, hour and a half. But just, you know, they're always doing bits. They got Santa. They got choirs. You know, it's just, it's part of Christmas to me. I don't think I went to a mall this whole holiday season. I think the closest I got was a restaurant near a mall. And it was, that was enough of a beating. See, I, uh, if you, if you only do it once, you can get, and it's just going to be for a very short time. I can, I can manage it. I feel like I need to do it. So, uh, just so happened that, uh. Had a day where our uh, two children were with the grandparents, so me and the wife were, hey, let's uh, let's head down to North Park and just uh, get a look at the scene down there. The parking lot crime capital of Texas. Indeed. Were there a lot of checkpoints? <laughs> I did not see any checkpoints, but we're down there, and, you know, there's, they got Santa, they have a... On the other side of the mall, they have a little house with a Scrooge that comes out, and I don't know what he does. But What does he do? I, I was going to say he yells at the kids, but that's probably extreme. He only comes out at certain times, and we didn't uh, we didn't see him. But And they had a choir down there by the, the movie theater, and uh, yeah, so we're walking around, you know, kids everywhere, everyone's running around. Feeling very Christmassy. 
extremely Christmassy. And then I see a gentleman walking through the mall. He has a red sweatshirt on. So it's a Christmas color, right? Sure. Little kids running around. And in big black letters across the front of his red sweatshirt. It said blaster? (laughs) No, that would be awesome. No, it said the F word (laughs) in about four inch letters. And that was it? Just straight across. It didn't didn't say like underneath uh, Trump or... It said the F word. So what a... What what are what are our thoughts on just going to a place that's populated by mainly children at this point? I mean, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't fly. It you seems like you can't do that. Seems like in poor taste, right? So did he look like other than the fact that he had made a bad decision that he was doing particularly well? He looked uh he looked average. How many mutual funds do you think he's invested in? Do you think his crypto portfolio is <laughs> diversified as mine? I should add to this story, because uh, as the uh, group of, I don't know, maybe 10-year-olds in front of him moved aside, I then saw that the t-shirt or the sweatshirt said F racism. Oh, Force field. Big force field. So was this a... Gentlemen, how many times did this gentleman vote for <laughs> Barack Hussein Obama? In your opinion? In my opinion, I can't specifically say that, but I bet he is against the wall. Okay. Interesting. Was he wearing black rimmed glasses? Did he have a, f- a weird, fancy mustache? He did not have either of those. Did he have a sleeve of tattoos? He did have tattoos. I know this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Hernandez. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was very... Because that's pretty much exactly how it happened. I saw the top half of the sweatshirt and I was like, really, man? And then as the sea of children parted, then you're like... Ah boy, he's really he's really running a bit here, <laughs> right? Because everybody's offended, but you can't really call him you out. Can't on. you can't say anything? I like that. So yeah, that was um, that was so shocking, and a, a level of trolling that maybe I've never seen before. <laughs> well, speaking of, since things are getting a little PC these days, the. Uh, Glenn, while you were in Mexico in the infinity pool, the wife and I had the annual viewing of Love Actually. Never seen it. We held hands. You've never seen it? I have never seen that well, movie. That's really going to ruin the next five minutes no, of the show. No, it's okay. It's be a two-man show. No, yeah. it's much With like uh, Friday Night Lights. I can ask great questions while you talk about it. Well, for the few people that haven't seen the movie, it's essentially one of those ensemble cast movies where it's a... There's a lot of big-name talent, but they're all in really short vignette parts of the movie. It's not like one continuous story. It's a series of little things that are sort of interconnected that kind of come together at the end. Is that... Who's the main... Is it Reese Witherspoon? No. Who's the main actor? This is older than that. Uh, Kira Knightley. Yeah, Kira Knightley, Hugh Grant's hanging out. 
there there was a lot of fairly big names. Mr. Bean's in the movie briefly. Rowan great, Atkinson. Great Rowan Atkinson. The guy who plays Rick on The Walking Dead. I only made it through like the first half of like season one. The main one. character, the oh, okay. sheriff. Okay. I yeah. know who he is. So it's it's a much younger version of him, obviously. And he's actually British. So really? that kind of throws you off. It's like when I found out Stringer Bell was British. Ah, yes. The great Idris Elba. Okay, Indeed. go ahead. So I guess because of the time that we live in now, I watched the movie with a new heightened scrutiny. And I'm here to tell you that that movie, which I believe was a 2004 release. It was post 9-11 for sure. Yeah, they actually talk about the Twin Towers uh, several times. That movie couldn't be made today because four of the main story arcs are huge sexual harassment red flags. So I wrote them down here to refresh your memory, but uh, one of them is um, a very wealthy writer um, falling in love, and I'm putting that in quotes, with his housekeeper who doesn't speak any English and also his subordinate. She speaks, speaks Portuguese. That's correct. But he's essentially sexually harassing her while she's doing her job. Not exactly sure that's correct. I mean, the whole skinny dipping part, but you know, other than that, he didn't force her to do that. As I played defense attorney for Colin Firth. So then we have a uh, bo- skinny dipping, a, uh, a boss of a huge company and his administrative assistant. Well, that's kind of like the reverse of what you normally see. She was I'm basically again, doing a slip and slide into his office every day. <laughs> We had the Prime Minister of England in his okay. uh, caterer. So again, I mean, that's like Clinton Lewinsky. This one, I would not argue argue with you at all. And just the her, that character, how it was cast, it seems like that's what it was based on, was yes. Monica Lewinsky. Yes. It was like, like directly. And then, are you going to mention Billy Bob Thornton? Oh, what a great! Well, he was the president of the United States. He made a he made a run at it too. He was he basically was. the sleaziest person you could possibly imagine. <laughs> he gets left alone for like one second with the girl, and he's already trying to nail her. <laughs> yeah, the prime minister's like, "I'm gonna go get a drink of water." He walks right back, and Billy Bob Thornton has he's, his pants at his ankles. <laughs> he's all up on it. And then we had the uh, the kind of dreamy art director, and you know, one a, a, a lady that reported to him at the company that was also hopelessly in love with him. So you can't have all these authority figures making sexual advances in the workplace in a uh, post-Matt Lauer era. So I don't think that movie could get made these days. Is that your complete review of the movie? I wasn't doing a review of the movie. I was just making the observation that we watch the movie every year, and this is the first time I've ever been struck by the fact that Pretty much every relationship in the movie was somebody in a position of authority um, becoming sexually involved yeah. with a, a subordinate. Were any of the people in wheelchairs? I didn't say I was watching Friday Night Lights. I've lost all interest. What did you think about Colin's adventure when he just picked a random part of the United States to fly to? And he ends he up went, in Wisconsin. He went to Milwaukee. Yeah. And he walks into a bar. Hold on. He did the coming to America? Pretty much. <laughs> Colin, god of sex. 
He goes to a he, he asked the cab driver just to take him to like a generic American bar. And of course they take him to the it's one a place very common. Yeah. They take him to the one where Denise Richards and like Shannon Elizabeth and the girl from twenty four was it Jack Bauer's daughter? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's who's there. Yes. Because you know anytime you walk in. And into, then they invite him to stay at their house. But let him know that they only have one bed. <laughs> and this all happens within like 30 minutes of him arriving in the States. 30 minutes of him arriving in the States. Let me, sh- let me assure you, every time I walk into Sherlock's, <laughs> there's no one that looks like any of those three women. No, it's just a bunch of people look like Colin. <laughs> I like that movie. Dave, we, you should watch we it. We watch it really? every year. My, our, uh, I mentioned this before. One of our, We haven't watched Love Actually yet. But last night, I actually watched the, I mentioned this before, The Family Man with, with Nick Cage. Yeah. That movie is... It's a solid movie. That movie is really good. Like, I enjoy, I feel like I enjoy, I've seen it 20, 30 times, and I feel like I enjoyed it more last night than any other time that I've seen it. I have no idea why, but highly recommend that one as well. The, the wife and I, uh, a few days before Christmas, had our tradition, had a few uh, nice glasses of knob creek and watched uh while you were sleeping while you were sli- uh sandra bullock yeah okay that's a good movie that's a good christmas movie that that movie has some funny uh some funny scenes to it and especially if you have a few uh few whiskeys in you it's even funnier it's not as good of a christmas movie as rocky four but <laughs> or die hard well that's the great debate did you did you guys see that uh they're making a sequel to Creed. I, I saw the announcement, yes. Did you see the release date? Next Christmas. Christmas Day 2018. My kids are going to be disappointed when they wake up Christmas morning and I'm camped out at a theater. <laughs> when we're at the Cinemark Legacy <laughs> all together. Oh, yes. And there were rumors, and I don't think these are true, but there were rumors, because I looked this up a little bit today, that uh, Brock Lesnar was going to be in it. And he was going to fight against Michael B. Jordan as part of the movie. Maybe not the main Kind of like how uh, Hulk Hogan was in. Right. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think it's true. I think that's been dispelled. Well, I'd be in for that. Funny that you should mention while you were sleeping because our Christmas family gathering had a pretty much a while you were sleeping, sleeping scene play out. One of the things I love the most about that movie is the, uh, the family dynamics. It is the best. Yeah. So don't read too much into this, Glenn. But uh, Point Break Dave and I, we were at the same Christmas celebration. That's really weird. That's weird because we're just just really good friends, but then we end up at the same family Christmas celebration. It's strange how that happens. I mean, podcasts are family. That's true. Metaphorically. Metaphorically. I would have been there had I not been in Mexico. You were invited had you not been in Mexico. Or had any other plans. (laughs) Or friends. Or f- living family members. Yeah. So we've got this one relative that has had some pretty checkered past when it comes to the family Thanksgiving slash Christmas gatherings. He, he's uh, been forcibly thrown out of the house a couple of times uh, for, for acting up. He, uh, and I believe this is uh, back when Point Break Dave was still dating a young woman, offended her so badly that she walked out and just left the family Thanksgiving. That did happen. Because of some 
super hot racial opinions. So indeed. Um, he uh, got almost got in a fight when it when I had it at my house a couple of years ago. He uh, ended up in the front yard and almost in a fight with the. Uh, very upstanding young young man that was uh, dating and dating his sister, I believe, at the time. Uh, they were about threw down. So, 2017 was Tommy's year to uh, get the envelope pushed a little bit too much. <laughs> so, Glenn, you'll like this. This guy is uh, he's on a bit of a um, extremist kick, and by extreme, I mean extreme right. Oh, no. So he's not Chinese. No. So he told us uh, pretty early in the day that um, he felt like it was probably time for Trump to bring Obama up on treason charges and publicly execute him within the next calendar year. And he was predicting that was going to happen in 2018. Were you trying to get some kind of odds and maybe lay a little <laughs> bet down? <laughs> so uh, his his controversial behavior kind of continued throughout the day. So then we, we broke off for the family traditional poker game. So nobody calls him out when he makes that statement? He's pretty much nuts and wired on a hair trigger, so everybody doesn't say anything. Is a big dude? Uh, no. Do you think he owns or carries a weapon? Yes. I think that's your main yeah, concern. Yeah, he absolutely has a gun. Yeah. When he mentioned the treason charges... It was half the room was shocked and the other half was laughing so hard about that possibility that they couldn't say anything. Because that's my normal play when somebody, family situation or other, they make t- that kind of statement is to just, well, let's put some money on it. I'm going to see you a year from now. So, you know, let's put like a thousand dollars on it. Yeah. If it doesn't happen, you just give me a thousand dollars. And that yeah. usually. You think this guy is a thousand No, but that's also my point that if you really want to push it is that, you know, we could make the bet, but I really don't want to bankrupt you or anything. That that's that's the way you spend the holidays. <laughs> so the, the, this guy was this guy was kind of wired on a hair trigger. So we 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 transition into the family poker game with a five dollar entry fee into the poker game, and he's very uncomfortable with the five dollars because he doesn't want to lose five dollars. Which again, things aren't going particularly well. So Point Break Dave and I have gambled enough uh, together in the past that, you know, we have some we have some understanding about how certain things go. Indeed. So we're getting late into the game, and uh, Point Break Dave and I end up in a really big hand all in, and uh, I win the hand. I have a full house. I had King Jack, and the first three cards in the deck were King, King, Jack, and Point Break Dave had the other king, and all the money went in the middle. Well, I did what any... Such a cooler. Yeah, I did what any good poker player would do is I jumped up from the table and started pelvic thrusting in Point Break Dave's <laughs> face. <laughs> That's pretty standard, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Well, this guy, uh, the guy that uh, was calling for the execution of Obama, became so offended by my behavior because it was creating the guise of homosexuality that uh, he was ready to fight. Wow. And uh, I, cooler heads prevailed, and uh, a fight didn't happen. Well, then he came and sought me out about 30 minutes later. He'd gone out to his car uh, and got a Bible, found the uh, scripture verse about a man should not lay with another man. And when he pulled that out, did you just quote where exactly it was from, <laughs> like before he could read it? 
<laughs> he said, "Hey, can we talk for a minute?" And I thought, "Oh boy," because I, I at this point he he'd actually so he when during this altercation he had actually put his hands on me, like he reached across the table and grabbed me on the top of the head. So he reaches across the table and grabs my head, and I'm that's the point where like it's either it's either I'm gonna have to say you know what I'm just gonna let this go or it's on. And I decide that because my sainted mother is putting on this holiday that I'm going to let this go. But you don't reach across the table and grab somebody's head. No. Well, 30 minutes later, he says, hey, uh, I, need to have, I need to talk to you. And I'm thinking, great. You know, does he still want to fight 30 minutes later? No, he wanted to show me the, that verse in the Bible because he was really disappointed about how I was acting. I said, you should talk to Point Break Dave. He was the one that was enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> I was here, but yeah, that that that, that almost is, almost ruined Christmas for us. Yeah, that's not your normal Christmas occurrence. Yeah, but I, I really I thought about you in the infinity pool in Mexico as I was getting uh, <laughs> as I was getting scolded by uh, by the most controversial person at the at the Christmas party. No you one didn't. in Mexico quoted any Bible <laughs> verses to me. So you nobody didn't, nobody you, pulled you aside to show you a Bible verse to counteract your behavior at your family's Christmas party. No, but what's funny that you kind of bring this up was, uh, you know, you go on one of these trips, you're going to lay on the beach, you're going to hang out or whatever. You got to bring a book. And so... You brought magazine? No, I brought a book. But I brought a book that I've heard about forever. And it's like, in my mind, like the two most generic, like Christian-based books you can read are Purpose Driven Life. Oh, that's what I was going to guess. Rick Warren. So it wasn't that. No. Can you guess the other one I have in mind? And maybe we're not thinking along the same lines. Are you talking modern or are you talking like Pilgrim's Progress? No, 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 no. Like modern. Um, so written, I can't remember where this is written, but let's say, I assume in the last 20, 25 years. Um, My utmost for his highest? No. Ooh, that's a good one. I don't know. The Case for Christ. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. By Lee Strobel. And so I haven't, I didn't quite finish it, but I'd had this book. I got it. I don't know how long ago, and I just took it. And I was like, I'm gonna read this book while I'm there. So anyway, one night, so like, while you're like ten meters, you're exact. Okay. No, you're exactly Sorry. right. So one day, post, let's go to the pool. Let's go to the beach. Let's play a little volleyball. You know, whatever. And I'm sitting at the bar, and me and the wife are just talking, and uh, we're having. I I had a drink. Or more than one drink. That's all I'm <laughs> Those saying. Those are the only two choices. This is not Baltimore, but I it was a drink or more than one drink. And so I the bartender comes by and I'm like, Yeah, can we get, you know, two more? And he's like, you yeah, know, okay, you know, no big deal. And he kind of looks down and he looks at my book and he goes, Christ? Like that, which I assume is Spanish for Christ. Because <laughs> that's just, what he said. Or he just can't read. And he picked it up and just looked at it, and had the most confused looks on his face as there are <laughs> there's a wall of mojitos in front of me <laughs> and he's just like well okay i guess wow oh wow so yeah so that was my i was you know balancing you out there in the bible let your light shine hey, there you go and sometimes that light has to go through a mojito glass. <laughs> Go and tell the world. That's that's what I was doing. What they don't do hide it, it under a bushel, Glenn. What they do with it from there, that's up to them. That's out of my hands. That's right. So, we got the message. We got the message out. Hey, did this happen before or after the the uh, trip to Mexico? But I understand that you 
had to take an authority role in a Christmas party? This is really short. We covered this last year because this kind of happened last year. Did that s- stupid girl steal all your uh, information again before you got up there to speak? More or less. Really? But, you got to regulate uh, re- on well, that. First of all, reset, but, reset. Okay, so we're talking company Christmas party. Dave and, and Buster's. Last year was at Dave and Buster's. This, this year it was at a local brewery. Pretty good venue. Pretty fun for a company party. Community? Actually, that's right. That's where it was. It was was very cool. I think we're going to do the same place next year. But anyway, so you've got, let's just say, like 150 employees total there in attendance. So me and another lady kind of do the introductions. Welcome. Here's what we've got on tap. You know, well, no pun intended. Here's what's on the (laughs) agenda. Then you're like, I'm done. (laughs) Yeah. Here's what's on Enjoy the agenda. Enjoy your Christmas. She did Happy the, Christmas. She did the same thing as last year. She basically covers... Hold on. If, of those 150, if this was a tennis tournament, you're the number one seed, right? Out of those 150 as Are far as... Are you getting as, a buy in the first round at least? <laughs> oh, I'm definitely getting a buy in the first round. I'm, not the, I'm a number one seed, but I'm not the number one overall seed. So you okay. don't have home field throughout the playoffs, no. but you're playing a few games at home at least. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting at least to the divisional round playing at home, <laughs> if not the conference championship. So she does the same thing. And this is a really cool person. You know, it's, you know, we don't have a contentious relationship or anything like that. But Even though she's a woman. <laughs> I didn't say that. Um, That's what you were saying before we started. No, but she did the same thing. She like introduced every little detail and then hands me the mic. But I was like, you know what? We're having fun here. I just called her out. I was like, you did this to me last year. You covered every detail, and then you handed me the mic when I've got nothing, you know? So that actually went over well. That was fine. So then, um, you know, there's food catered. Everybody has lunch, and, you know, we're eating, and she comes over, and she taps me on the shoulder, and she's like, hey, we're doing, like, a ugly sweater competition or whatever, and I want you to, I want you to emcee it. And I'm like, Okay, that's you know that's fine. It's just like when the hard line was at the Byron Nelson, no. getting the tape measure out to see who had the biggest boobs. No. Okay. So twenty minutes or so go by, and I'm walking around. She kind of gives the knowing nod, and I'm like, okay, you know that's cool. And I walk up, and she basically just hands me a microphone and just says, "Go for it." And I'm like, uh, I have a podcast. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, well, I I'm I very comfortable. I was like, what kind of we have a format here or? Uh, are there divisions? I mean, how are we? How are we deciding? Can Tommy, this? hand me a run sheet. You've told me. You've handed me literally a microphone, and that's it. So you panicked and went into ex- explaining what double elimination <laughs> ugly Christmas sweater tournament meant. <laughs> After I pulled down my pants. <laughs> no, we just had to wing the the thing, and I brought the people up. And we went, and I didn't know what to do because they were like, okay, we're going to. And gonna, you had a few IPAs at this point? I was on at least number three. And so a it was going to be. popular number on this show. It was going to be, yeah, it was going to be determined just by, you know, crowd noise. But I decided what we would do is kind of a get to know the contestants first. And it was, I treated it like a red carpet. Like your name is, your name is Lindsay. And what exactly are, are you Did wearing? Did you know everyone's or who, name? Or who, they had name tags on. Because I didn't know this, it's two different locations, so I didn't know everybody. You so have to cover. You're fine. We're amongst yeah. friends here. So it helped that they were willing to participate and kind of play along. They were willing to go along with jokes because one guy had like this 
dumb vest on. Did he have the F racism sweater on? (laughs) (laughs) And he had like a picture of like a nutcracker and some other generic toys and stuff. And he said it was inspired by his childhood. That was his joke. So when it came time to to vote for him, I nominated him and his possibly regretful childhood. (laughs) Nice. So yeah, so we played along that way. Having fun here, no? The problem is we did that. We had some grand prizes later that I was chosen to, you know, somebody else pulled the names, but I introduce it and introduce what we're giving out and whatever. It was such a smashing success. Hello. That I was immediately. I'm like rolling in Mizzou right now, by the way. <laughs> I just filled out my online application. Did you see that girl? I only saw just the character. <laughs> saw a couple things. Um, at the conclusion of the party, by the executive committee, if you would call it that, I was What's immediately, yes, not only nominated but selected and pronounced as the full and sole MC of the Christmas party 2018. So wow, there's some girl. Job, job girl is uh, just handing rele- it off. relegated. She's just handing it off. I should have. I should have bombed on purpose is my whole point. So that would have been a great time to get 150 new listeners for the podcast and be like, hey, if you thought this was funny, <laughs> Fridays thing, at 8 a.m. As, as we were emceeing the ugly uh, sweater competition, I was at one point in time, beer in hand, kind of motioning or whatever, and I like spilled a good chunk of my beer on the floor, which was an, a nice moment in front of the entire crowd. I just acted like it was all part of the... It was all part of the script. Nice. But uh, yeah, that's probably my only regret. That and I have to do it again in 12 months. Well, I think we have 12 months to write you a uh, killer monologue and uh, just go full uh, Oscars on this thing. I'm not opposed to that. And I'm happy to come help if you need. We've got three mics here. We could, we could, <laughs> we could set up a remote. I can we've just got, tell them that I, hired some, I just hired some inter- entertainment. We've got the mixer now. Be happy to be there. Of course, as long as everything's comped, you know. I'm I could use some fajitas. Yeah. Some some lager. Yeah, maybe a nice nice blonde lager. Some chips. That's maybe some ranch. <laughs> what a day! So let's quick hit a couple things here as we wind down this gathering. So I'll have you guys know. Dave knows because he was in there. But uh, I won our fantasy football league this year. Congratulations to me. Are you going to show us your bracket, too? Well, no, but I would. what I was thinking we would do is probably just go week by week, oh, okay. talk about the really the key transactions yeah. I made during the year. Obviously. No, I won 600 bucks. Oh, that's and pretty solid. I got another nice perk. So we, in our fantasy football league... I don't appreciate this, ESPN. We watch two quarters of football. We get a halftime highlight of a team down 21-7, and we see their touchdown. Is that East Coast media bias, yeah, that's, man? Wait, where's Missouri? Oh, yeah, that's right. That is east uh, yeah. east of here-ish. Yeah. So our uh, our league is a 12-person league. We've had the same 12 guys, I think, three or four years running now. And for the first time ever this year, we installed the last place penalty. Does your league ever have that? Um, our only penalty is if you finish, I think it's last and next to last, you're prohibited from... If you get last, you can't pick like in the top five the next year in the draft. We don't make them dress up like a potato head and uh, stand on top of a subway or anything like that. Well, what what we've decided this year, and I'm pretty excited about this. So, I get my six hundred dollars. Die and hard, die hard three. 
And for the guy in last place. They have to watch Die Hard 3. No. So the 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 12 guys that uh, that are in the league are in our, our poker group. We play once a month. I get to pick his attire for that he has to wear to the poker tournament on uh, coming up on January 5th. Does it have to be specific to his gender or is gender a spectrum? Gender's a spectrum. The wow. only rule, and, and it's sad that this even had to be put into play, but... Uh, the only thing would be like it can't be anything that if the photo were to end up on social media, you could get fired from your job. Uh, so like, not that I would do this, but I think they were more worried about some of the people with worse judgment. But like something real racist or racial or oh, no, 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 no Confederate no. flags, nothing, nothing like that. It's gonna be in some type of good taste. I was just thinking thong on the outside of the pants. So let me show you what I've purchased. It's gonna be here. I was hoping to show it to you live and in person, but I'm just gonna have to show you the screenshot because it's not here yet. So. Uh, one one funny bit of backstory about this guy is um, he is a huge uh, liberal, like snowflake. He may have been taking meat lovers pizzas to DFW. Yeah, I'd go male romper, a gnome hat, and some Doc Martens. So he'll be wearing this. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Just describe what you're looking at there. I'm looking at a tank top. With Donald Trump holding a machine gun, <laughs> standing on a tank with an explosion in, in the, the American flag, the American flag, and a bald eagle in the foreground, and the tank says Trump yeah. on it. It's a Trump tank. Well, literally. So Friday the fifth, our good friend will be wearing that during the poker event. He is not going to be happy. He doesn't know this. So all all he had to do was submit his size. And uh, by rule, he has to comply with whatever it is. And we did let him know just uh, if there was any precaution he needed to take that it would be Fat Arm Friday. <laughs> indeed. Excellent. So indeed. Um, and I hate to do this because Tommy's having a, a good time talking about his fantasy football triumph. But how'd you finish in the league, Dave? I don't remember. Not 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 well. But... I don't want to steal your thunder, but oh, I've joined a club as well. Oh yes, the country club. I have joined Sam's club. <laughs> 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 so I just want to quick hit this. E- either of you guys members of Sam's club? No, no, I think. I think my family was when I was a kid because I yeah, remember going there. But uh, yeah, I was. I've never had a membership. I Getting think my like wife's family's a member. Nineteen but. gallons of pickles. Uh, Mrs. Point Break Dave has talked about it for a while, and just never did it. So finally, does that cost money? Yeah, I mean, it has like a yearly member. It's less. I mean, it's less than a hundred bucks, so it's pretty cheap. So it's less than what I'm paying at the club. Oh, much less. Okay. Um, but, um, so a few months ago she went and got a membership and I'll say this, I need to get, um, a good friend of ours that likes sandwiches to come do some accounting. But the whole point was, Hey, you know, it's going to save us money. We can buy the hundred pack of granola bars for the kids lunches and all that. Basically all I've seen is. Our grocery store of choice for her is Market Street. And basically, the Market Street 
uh, expenditures have stayed about the same, but there's just random $400 charges to Sam's Club intermittently. So what kind of stuff have you been getting? I have no idea. Food? I don't... I, it's Yeah, it's like prepackaged food stuff. And like, you know, just like snacks and junk like that, but... Get like a hundred pound jug of goldfish? Basically. But here's the funny thing. So I will say one thing that I am sure that Sam's Club will come in handy. Very cheap gas. That is true. You get quite a discount. You get quite a discount. You have to have the the cars. You have to get a hundred gallons at a time. (laughs) You get nice discounts on gas. And then you need to walk out of there with like a 50-gallon drum of Fruit Loops. <laughs> and that's like the only way that you come out ahead. Come out ahead. So anyways, I was noticing that because there is one pretty near our house. So I was like, hey, I need to go in and get a my card because I can't use like you can't type in a code. You actually have to have a physical card to get gas there. So she's like, yeah. So we run in. So I'm standing in the little customer service line to get a card. There's one other lady in the line. That lady was returning lettuce. <laughs> well, okay. How much lettuce are we talking about? She was returning one head of lettuce. <laughs> one lettuce. Or but she didn't clearly didn't buy it there if she only got one. Or was it like really huge? <laughs> <laughs> it was like a medicine ball. Like size. the size of a Volkswagen. <laughs> <laughs> but I had never seen that before and I got my Sam's Club card and walked out and vowed never to walk in again. How much is lettuce? Lettuce is like the cheapest thing you can buy. It's got to be under a buck. Yeah. I mean, if you got some and it was not to your liking, wouldn't you just go outside and and kind of bowling ball it into the garden and say, hey, it'll just be mulch? Yeah. And that was it. Like She returned it and then I watched her walk back out of the store. So she made a trip just to return. So it cost her more to drive there. Without a doubt. Yeah. That's what I do with all my trash. I just roll it out (laughs) into the yard. (laughs) Take it, Earth. (laughs) Somebody will pick that up. I think we have some email. All right, good. Or possibly one email. Well, and you figure out which phone it's on and we can cap the show off with that. I just checked. So we have one email uh, from frequent emailer Joey. Uh-oh. Was he not happy with the revisiting Houston? Oh, you know, it's hard for me to keep up these days. He says, this question is for... I mean, that's not my name, but okay. Um, <laughs> it says, I just found out that Kings X and Galactic Cowboys... Heavy Texas-based bands both included Christian members. Galactic Cowboys were friends with Pantera in the 90s. Do you like any Christian bands or bands that include Christians? I feel like I knew that fun fact about King's X. Don't look at the TV. Oh, man. I'm sorry. That didn't take very long. I don't like that guy right there. Wow, that was cocky. He's entirely too... That's a lot of tea. Yeah. I don't like that guy. I don't like what just happened in Houston, Texas right now. Drew Locke can basically (laughs) die in a ditch. (laughs) So I think I told you this, but growing up, my 
my mom was real on guard against the Christian band that didn't have any Christian members or the... It was like the... Um, like they were just frauds? Right. Like the people... Like for some reason, she thought there was a lot of money in Christian music, which is probably the biggest fallacy there is in the world. Uh, there's no way there's that's no true. There's no money in Christian music. So she was real real concerned that I would be yeah, corrupted. Take that, Missouri. Nice extra point. It'd be like if dime. It'd be like if Dimebag like decided that Christianity was an untapped market. So he started a Christian band, but I would become a big fan of his, and then later on he would corrupt me because he wasn't really uh, walking in the faith. Right. He'd be having so, the what was it? Witch's grin. What was the drink? Black tooth grin. Black tooth grin. Wow, what a callback that was. But I think that made it. Seem that's a future. That's a future episode. I'm going to bring all the ingredients to that. I'm in. Yeah. But it made it seem it made it seem like to me that it wouldn't even be possible for a non-Christian band to even have a Christian member because here even Christian bands were being formed by non-Christians. How po- how could a possibly a, a secular band have Christian members? Were you guys But then Switchfoot came along and everything was fine. Okay, that's one that that I didn't think of earlier. Was Lifehouse a Christian band? Lifehouse was rumored to be a Christian band or to have Christian overtones. Well, I ought to get my wife in here for this because there's a couple more that I'm not thinking of right now. There's a, like- there's a band right now that is frequently played on the alternative satellite radio station that is a Christian band. I feel like Chevelle was in that. Was slotted that way. I feel at like least Chevelle initially. Was. I didn't hear that. I feel like uh, one member of Thrice was Christian. Thrice. I've seen Thrice in concert. Dude, before. I have too. They were awesome. One bad. I saw Thrice in Thursday opening band, Coheed and Cambria. Way no, before that, they got big. That was a band that had a Christian member in it. Coheed and Cambria? Or maybe even was a Christian band. I that's don't a, think so. That's a confusing yes. band. They're, that is a. Con- I don't. I don't albums, care for them. They're okay. So okay. Let's let's stay on Coheed for now. No, no. They they were absolutely. That's were. a band whose albums, like the album and all the lyrics and the songs in an album in order, tell some kind of story or yeah. tale. They have a Christian member. I've seen them one time. I told you. I knew this. You were right. They opened for Slipknot. <laughs> What about uh, Hold on, MXPX? Real quick. Oh yeah, they were they were Christian. But I saw them open for a not not to the level of Slipknot, but I saw them open for a, like I don't remember who it was, but not a Christian band. Though. What about like the most generic ones you think of? Um, Jars of Clay, Audio Adrenaline were those big players for you? Oh, yeah, yeah, but I, I mean, I feel like the question was about non-Christian or bands that don't build themselves as Christian bands. Uh, it could be either one. So you want a real full circle here? That Thrice Thursday Coheed and Cambria concert? Okay. I went to it with listener Joey. Wow. Yeah. That is that's that's maybe a perfect circle. It really is. <laughs> if you want my opinion. <laughs> um see, Mrs. Wh- wh- Tommy just need okay. to, need to breathe was the band I was trying to think of. Isn't that spelled like it's all one word? Yes. Christian yeah. band or Christian members. Yeah. Yes. Because I think the uh, Galactic Cowboys don't necessarily say that their music is Christian-based or a Christian message. They just have a member that happens to be... I, You know, I think so. You know who oh, else Mrs. does? Mrs. Tommy just came up big. P.O.D. Oh, yeah. And oh, Creed, yes. kind of. I, we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves. All right. P.O.D., you know what that stands for? Payable on Death. Payable on Death. 
Mrs. That's, Tommy. That's knows Tommy message. always likes to jump the gun. I saw a POD at Ozfest. <laughs> and did they sing Youth of Nation? <laughs> I think it was pre-Youth of a Nation. Okay. I think this was good, like good 01. Tune, though. Not bad. No, nothing wrong with that. Um, but they played, and there were several members of the audience who were not in favor of them being there, who turned their back on the stage because they, of the Christianity. I guess yet? so, and Whoa. because it was there were it was kind of an against the whole rap rock type, you know, whatever. So Lincoln genre. Park wasn't there either. They, uh, they were not there that year. They're going to be there this year, though, right? I, I think so. We're keeping our fingers crossed. <laughs> they don't have Ozfest anymore either. <laughs> Um, okay, so I actually kind of thought about this earlier. So you mentioned, Dave mentioned bands that aren't Christian but have people that profess to be Christians. Or are rumored to be, I think. We'll leave it at that. One prominent band that has that, that that's developed through recent years, Corn. Yeah. But that was later on. That was later on. Yeah. The dude was on the I Am Second yeah, Brian, Brian Welch. Yeah. He left the band for several years because of this. And then he came back because I think the bank account probably, <laughs> there's probably a comma disappeared. He's there's like, more money in music than God. <laughs> He's like, you know what? I can play the guitar. I could still have this over here, but I need to get out there and play shoots and ladders. Um, have you ever seen Corn? Oh, yeah, several times. Good? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, you guys wouldn't enjoy it. <laughs> no, because I actually like good music, but... What, non-Christian, apparently. Um, what were the other ones that I that I thought of? If Joey was interested, okay. I thought of the old school ones. A um, couple of more recent ones. Under Oath is a kind of punk metal type band, which I'm not familiar enough with their music actually gives that message, but they're a band of Christians as they portray themselves. Um, there was a band that I was into for a little period of time. Please say Five Iron Frenzy. <laughs> no. Um, as I Lay Dying. Oh, yeah. Never heard of them. Which is like a hardcore, like metalcore band. But they even, I don't own any of this stuff, but I've seen like DVDs and stuff where they perform. They're from California, I believe, where they perform like at churches. Now, an interesting note about this band, the lead singer, his name escapes me, when they first came out was like really, like almost like rail thin skinny. Like five, six years later, he looks like he's in like fitness and bodybuilding competitions. Really? So he was just jacked up with all kinds of steroids. Went full carrot top on us? Currently... He's serving five plus years in prison for hiring a hitman to murder his wife. Okay. And if you want to research the article, <laughs> they won't let him take his steroids in prison, so he's developed some sort of large man breasts <laughs> and he's like trying to get them to take his steroid him be able to take steroids is like like a medical condition while oh he's in gosh. prison. That band has since come out and basically going back to Tommy's point initially. Said that, hey, yeah, the whole Christian whatever thing, that was pretty much a ruse. Um, we just kind of said that to get attention and get on, the, get on the map somewhere. And I think it's also, you mentioned Creed earlier. I yeah. think it's also similar with them because when they first came out, they were on a... I don't know that they are, though. 
No, they were on a smaller record label, and I think they basically game the system to get signed. They blew up. They get signed to a bigger label, bigger deal, or whatever, and they started to distance from that. And I think they've come out the same thing as they said, hey, you know, we don't have any problem with this, that, or the other. I mean, we're, quote, unquote, you know, spiritual, but right. maybe not religious. Right. And now that we're, you know, a decade plus into our careers, we'll just go ahead and come out and say it now. Are they still making music? No. No? I think at some point, uh, Scott Stapp had blown all of his money. And if you go to Celebrity Net Worth, he's probably not worth more. For for as many records as they sold, sold and all that kind of stuff, I don't, I, the over-under might be like 50 grand net worth on that guy. He was on meth for wow. a while. Wow. My my relationship with Creed will always be defined by when I went to college my freshman year, they the university much like the University of Texas where you went, they have Well, a, obviously. They have a thing where the freshmen come in a week early and it's and it's a bunch of, you know, not parties, but it's like orientations and big gatherings and things to get you amped up to go there and the theme song of that weekend was Creed's Can You Take Me Higher and I even have a t-shirt I don't think I have it anymore that said Can You Take Me Higher you know class of 2000 or whatever it was it seems like a bad slogan for college <laughs> let, me, let me tell you something man you walk into the you know the arena and they are just blasting that that, that same guitar Dude, riff and you are just man you are just like FNA I'm at college this man. is going to be so great like you're so jacked up I won't. I'll never. I'll never think of that that uh, song without thinking of that. It's a memories. part of my life, but I was, especially first album Creed, I was in. I won't. I oh, won't I deny it. it. I had it. And second album less less so, but I did see them in concert once too. Did the Newsboys open? <laughs> no. Uh, twelve Twelve Stones opened. Oh. Another Christian <laughs> based ra- band. Let's raise our hand if we've been to a Newsboys concert. Just wow! No, oh. let's let's raise our hand if we've been to a DC Talk concert. You're all alone. Sorry, Just me again. Interesting. I saw Bleach. Does anyone oh. remember Bleach? Um, a couple other ones. I would um, love to have seen that. I saw Bleach play for like you take the people in this room and double it, and that's pretty much who oh, they were no. playing to. A couple Thoughts. other ones. If Joey's interested, or anybody else, because uh, I was thinking back to it's been a it's been a long time, but. Um, Project 86. Boy, is, I have no knowledge of them. Is one to look into, but my knowledge of their catalog is just from maybe the very late 90s to early 2000s. They may have come out with five albums since then. I have no idea. And then there was another band called Blindside that a buddy of mine was real big into that was a Christian band. And those are both kind of uh, alternative slash hard rock type bands. But that was their they uh, essentially their claim is their Christian bands. The only other one I can think of from pre or pseudo present time is the uh, it's a one man act, but Owl City, who's a techno guy, and then he randomly showed up on the uh, the message Sirius XM. Okay, doing a cover of In Christ Alone. There you go. Nothing about any of his other music to indicate that there's any kind of tie to Christianity well, there. I mentioned... Great the, song, though. The band... And impossible to find on Spotify or yeah. anywhere else. So I don't even know how they how they got a hold of this. As I mentioned the band Under Oath, 
and I've only seen them before. Like I don't own any of their stuff, but I saw them at like the Mayhem Festival <laughs> in 2012. Gosh, you've been to some terrible things, like terrible things, and like. Uh, <laughs> They would actually, like, in between songs, it's not like they're preaching to the crowd, but they would express, you know, kind of what their beliefs are to an extent, but also like, hey, we're also here to have fun, and wherever you stand, we need to just love each other, and blah, 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 blah. And now let's go into the next four and a half minutes of violent thrashing of ourselves. How many, how many other people at the Mayhem Festival were in luxury hotels with infinity pools last week? I believe, if I remember going back to one of those, I had texted Tommy during the course of my stay there during the day at the Starplex Amphitheater. I might need some help in room 225. <laughs> I believe the text was, hey, this is pretty fun, but I guarantee I could buy and sell the souls of all the people here about 10 times over. We can't all be in the executive committee. You know what? I have, I got to find this picture, and I'm not going to give away. I hope I can find it because I don't want to give it away but I'll tweet the most shocking band name that I've ever witnessed on a t-shirt on Twitter at where to turn pod or at, it may be at Glenn three underscore 11 and then at where to turn pod. Oh, okay. Good thing that was incomplete. I'll throw the microphone to the TV. Um, I'll try to find that and, and get it out there because it was the most shocking yet the funniest concert <laughs> band t-shirt I've ever seen in my life. Dave, listen to the bill for this concert. The, is there a band that you used to like called Thursday? Oh, yeah. Okay. So Thursday was the first band that played. They should be headlining anywhere in the country. Then followed by MXPX. That's a travesty. I hope it's Friday. And guess, guess who they were both there in support of, who, who's headlining this show. So Thursday, who I don't believe is a Christian band. No. MXPX, who was a Christian band, but was the odd Christian band that cussed in some of their songs, All which right. always threw my mom M- off. Mild cussing. Yeah. You take a guess. Who did they? Who were they there? And, oh, and, uh, let me, and let me also say, this is who Tommy bought the ticket to go see. Christian or non? Non. Oh, that ruins my guess. Um, Weezer. That's not a bad guess. The Weeknd. <laughs> no, Dashboard Confessional. So, that Thursday doesn't fit so with them it at was all. Thursday, MXPX, who also, I mean. Did they play a lot off teenage guys, politics? There's yes. a guy on TV, TV whose name is Puna. <laughs> Thoughts? He went to your school, pal. Hey, I didn't. Let me. The only Puna I saw at the University of Texas is on that screen right now. <laughs> <laughs> so this jogged my memory when Glenn was talking about the uh, unfortunate band name that he's going to tweet out. Tommy, do you remember a certain family vacation we had? Why would we be on a family vacation together? Well, you know, I was was tagging along. That's right. Well, Glenn was there too. When we were (laughs) all that's right. When we went to... (laughs) We went to the sand dunes. Oh, did they fumble? Hold on. I've got to get locked in on the... Oh, never mind. Go ahead. But do you remember the band name? Because I've done thorough research trying to find them recently. I think you need to tell Glenn the name of this band. Was it Rotting Christ? No. Because that's not the one I'm going to tweet out, but that's the other shocking one that I've seen before. That is so shocking. No, this is more shocking in a humorous way. We were uh, 
there was uh, we were younger, but there was a group of teenagers trying to string things together with a group of teenage girls that were at the location, as many have been known to do. And they were in, they were inviting them to uh, see their band play that night down the road. The name of their band was My Penis. <laughs> was it at least a like? <laughs> Some kind of creative spelling, like it was M I. We didn't, we didn't get the uh, the CD to see, but I <laughs> recently have actually tried to find, like, kind of typed in the year. Sounds like a cover story for when his <laughs> wife found his browser history. No, it was a band. <laughs> no, I typed in the year and the city we were in, and was trying to find some record of local bands in that area, and could not ever track down. So hypothetically. You type in my penis. What does it autofill after that? <laughs> I don't know, but I will say... it ain't the band. <laughs> but do you feel like with that band name, you're kind of... Is broken. <laughs> you're, your limiting, you're limiting you're your not, wide stream appeal. Yeah. Like Letterman's not much, introducing you to play... You pretty much could have written Imagine, but if your band is called My Penis, you're probably not ever making it. So true. Oh, I think goodness. we've lost Glenn. Um, deep hypnosis in football right now. That's the only email we had. We I think we could go on about Christian bands for another thirty minutes. We, we may need to. to we may need to revisit this as a proper topic and do some actual research and maybe have some since we have a mixer now some song samples. How about I this? Do How about this is a challenge. If we play Potential. whatever Newsboys song it is that has the lyric. They don't serve breakfast in hell. I'm in. (laughs) Hypothetically speaking, what if we said not? It doesn't necessarily have to be for next episode, but we do like our each top three '80s or '90s Christian band songs and bring them. Oh, I'm in. And bring them for the next episode. Okay, just send me another run sheet so I remember to look this up. Yeah, well, just all you have to do is Google Carmen in your. Nothing ever comes without a change